Welcome to your Worry-Free Wednesday web show. Got big dreams and aspirations, but anxieties holding you back? Fears of failing, not being ready, not being worthy, not being good enough? Well, fear not. I'm your host, David Fairweather, psychotherapist, mind coach, and author of Winning Mindsets, psychological strategies that drive you to succeed. I'll get you winning over worry as every week we'll take on anxiety in all its forms, from simple hesitation and overwhelm to full-on panic attacks, or dizzy spells, as my dad used to call them. Follow me and I'll help you overwrite your own self-sabotaging programs and develop a winning mindset so you can ace your goals. Stop what you're doing unless it's important. Grab a cup of tea or pay attention to your driving. Lend me your ears, but don't detach them from your head. And then let's just get on with the show. Worry-Free Wednesday. Today's topic is overcoming your fear of failure. Worry-Free Wednesday. Happy New Year if you're joining me on January the 1st, 2020, and best of the day if you're catching the replay. In a year from now, I want to be wishing you Happy New You. In my mindset message of the day, I asked, who will you be in 2020? Pointing out that you're not defined by your past, you're defined by your actions today, a quote lifted right out of my book, Winning Mindset. But a lot of people are hesitant to really take on life-changing goals for fear that they'll fail. Everyone tells you that the number one phobia in North America is public speaking. Well, that's nonsense. The real fear we have is a fear of failing. And that's the biggest phobia that we face daily. And if we convince ourselves that we don't really want to be successful or we don't want to be social or we don't want to be able to do something that anxiety or worrying holds us back from accomplishing, then our life becomes far less stressful, but far less rewarding in the long run. So what's the answer to this quandary, you might wonder? Well, I'm going to be sharing some strategies and ideas for you later in the show. But for now, let's just have a look at the kinds of ways you might sabotage yourself unknowingly from succeeding at something so awesome it kind of terrifies you just a little bit. Procrastination's a popular one, isn't it? Where you just don't feel ready and so you keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and sooner or later, like fruit in the fridge, it's gone off and now you just throw it away and you can blame the fruit for going off, the idea for going bad. You just keep it in the future so far, far, far away that you never have to deal with it. Like, screw next year, me. Well, that's not a very nice way to treat yourself. So maybe you like perfectionism where you just don't feel good enough because things are never going to be perfect enough or maybe you're above things and they're never going to be good enough for you well that's just another way of avoiding anxiety the anxiety of facing reality the anxiety of facing up to what actually is not what would be if you didn't keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off if you get the idea What about imposter syndrome? That's another way of really not taking big, giant, bold steps into a fantastic future. Feeling unworthy, feeling like you'll be found out, feeling like you don't deserve to take the steps. And you definitely don't deserve to succeed at it. Well, if thinking about all that makes you anxious, you're in the right place. A new law got passed in Canada today, January the 1st, 2020. It's protecting the act and the title of therapy and psychotherapist. But you might 
might find that actually limits your options on who you can work with. Well, I've been in service for 15 years now, and as a licensed mental health professional, I've dealt with it all. Well, obviously not literally, you'd have to give me some leeway, this is a show after all. I've worked with a lot of people that were shying away from success. They hoped and clung and dreamed about something, but the idea of failing was so catastrophic for them to think about that it didn't bear thinking about. And so they didn't do it. They tucked their dream away and they convinced themselves that, yeah, it wasn't really possible or practical in this real world. Well, think about this real world. There are some amazing things that people can do in this real world that defy normal logic of mundane day-to-dayness. So how did they do it? How did they accomplish it? How do they get where they are doing what they do? Gymnasts, for example, spinning and twirling up in the air. It's an amazing thing that they accomplish. But if you took someone off the street and said that you were going to get them spinning in the air in a couple of minutes, they'd probably freak out. The idea of that's just not a clever idea. It's so dangerous they could snap their neck at any moment. It's something that you have to kind of venture into slowly, safely and carefully. Like the first time you went swimming in the sea. I doubt you dived in in the deep end of the ocean. Nah, you probably just paddled in the shallow end a bit, got your feet wet with your trousers rolled up. You probably walked out more and more and kind of got used to the idea. Maybe a wave or two came and you ran and started to head for the beach, but you turned back round and you kept venturing out there. Unless you've got a phobia of swimming in the sea and then go and get some therapy or let me help you. You see, as you get used to, acclimatised, habituated to the idea of getting in deeper and deeper water, the idea of deep water ceases to be such a scary concept. You're already in deep air, but the first time you took that breath when your umbilical cord was cut was quite a difficult thing for you to do, but it became so natural for you to learn to breathe with your lungs that you don't give it a moment's thought. However, it's your breathing that greatly determines your level of anxiety about anything you do. So if you're panting and puffing and really worrying about something, it's going to freak your body out and freak your brain out. The best way of avoiding the overwhelming idea of the failure that would ensue if you keep on diving deeply into the thing that scares you most is going to be taking a small, achievable step. Using your breathing to calm yourself down and from a calm state of mind, just reminding yourself that you're only taking a small, simple safe step. So really my advice about avoiding fear of failure is don't look at the whole elephant that you plan to eat. Hopefully you're not really going to eat an elephant. That's a bizarre example, but maybe you get the picture. Hey, don't eat the whole plane at once. Maybe that's better. Kind of crunchy. But if you chunk things down or chop them up and only look at the one portion on your plate... If you're not sure what that is, well, write the question out for yourself today and ponder it. It's going to help you to see the question written on a page or to feel yourself writing it. Don't just think it in your head. I mean, you have a lot of thoughts that you don't remember all day long. Your brain's thinking 60,000 of them a day. So take this one special thought out and write it down somewhere in a journal or on a sticky note. Put it out for yourself and ponder the question. What's the small step? that I can safely take and give yourself time to realise that. 
Now make sure you stick around until the end of the show because I'm going to be doing something with you that's really going to help. I won't want you doing it while driving, operating machinery, playing with knives or feeding a baby and probably loads of other things that I'm going to have to trust you to use your common sense about. If you have any questions and you're really not sure, just don't do it at all. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and relax. So if you know you can't do this right now, then come back and do this later, okay? But before we do that, I just want you to understand the science behind the changes that you're making. There's a little thing in neuroscience called Hebb's Law, which is basically that things that fire together wire together. It's kind of the law of association, the law of relationships. And as a relational psychotherapist, I understand that everything is connected. Even the words I'm saying are connected to meanings that you're making of it. Our brains do a fabulous job of taking a meaning and attaching a symbol or a sound or a picture or something to that. Like the way the words John Lennon make you think about that dude from the 60s with the little round glasses married to that crazy artist that wants you to imagine weird things like skinning a balloon and like not having war and stuff. Or maybe it makes you think about the Beatles or wonder why I've got such old references. Anyway, my point is that we associate things together. And if you associate anxious breathing and tension to the ideas of the things that you want to accomplish, then you're probably going to be associating a feeling of anxiety to doing them. And so, without further ado, if it's safe for you to continue, remember, if you can close your eyes, great. If not, come back, do this later. Take a deep breath and close your eyes. See how slowly you can breathe out while you focus on your feet firmly on the floor. If you're seated, allow your body to relax with the next soft exhale, slower than before. And let yourself ease into a feeling of just being okay. Nothing to think about, nothing to have to do. Imagine sitting down in your mind in some place where you can meditate far, far away. Somewhere you can just be and drift inside, float and wonder. Who am I becoming but not need to know an answer now? Just be okay. Pondering and wondering, wondering and pondering, who will you be? And as you let that thought just float and fly away, you can focus on breathing your way deeper, even deeper still. So it's easy to feel your way deeper now. And imagine having a telescope and looking through it in your mind, the theater of your mind, a telescope of all of your senses, sound and smell, taste, touch and sight. And I want you to imagine seeing something so amazing in your future through that telescope that it's a little tingly to think of it. And I want you to breathe still and be still 
imagine lowering the telescope so that that image fades and bring the telescope down, down and closer and closer to you until it's just pointing at your feet. And as you look there and you wonder, I want you to ask yourself, what's the step I can take today? What's one thing I can do? What's safe? What's easy? What moves me forward to where I'd love to be? And then just be and breathe and continue to relax. And allow for space in your mind as this meditation begins to come to a close. And as you focus on that close thing, that's within a step, that's within your reach. Decide what you'll do right now. And begin the process of breathing your way back. Breathing your way to a more energized state. Breathing your way back and on your way. Opening your eyes to now. Well, if you like what you're hearing and you want to hear some more, then I invite you to follow me, friend me. Let's keep connected. Don't have FOMO about my show. Go to worryfreewednesday.show and get show notes, announcements and downloads. Why not? And most importantly, if you've ever won over worry or you've overcome an anxiety that was standing in your way, I want to hear about it. And I'm sure the listeners do too. So share your success with the world on this show and help some other human beings find mental health by helping them figure out how they can do it too. Worry free Wednesday. Don't worry, you can do it. See you next week. Worry free Wednesday.